Let's move on to the hardwood. That's the basketball court there, guys. Uh, Auburn lands a big-time center here, Johnny Broom. Uh, let's, let's look at some of uh, his, his stats, shall we? This guy is transferring from Moorhead State. Uh, he is 6'10", 235 pounds. Last year, last season, he averaged 16.8 points per game. 10.5 rebounds per game, four and a half blocks per game last year. And he was third in the NCAA behind Kessler with 131 blocked shots. This guy will have three years of eligibility remaining. And it looks like by all of all accounts, Auburn has found their replacement for Walker Kessler. Uh, this guy looks good on film. Um, yeah. I must say, and yeah. and some of the things that he brings to the table in terms of not only his shot blocking ability, being a rim protector, but he plays really well in the post game. He plays really well in the interior. And there were times we saw Walker do that, but this guy appears to be even better at that. Uh, our number one or, or potential number one draft pick and Jabari Smith averaged, what, 16, 17 points a game? This guy averaged 16 yeah. points a game. So yeah. this is a guy who can get buckets on the inside as well as protect the interior. I, what's your thoughts about this initial reaction? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is what, when we talked last year about what made Auburn a dangerous team, it was always the ability of that defense to funnel people to a shot blocker, right? Walker Kessler was the MVP of that team because he made the defense better simply for his presence in the in in their altering shots and blocking shots, right? Johnny Broom was only a couple blocks, but well, not a couple. He was behind him by a significant number because Walker Kessler is ridiculous. But I'm just saying, as far as where he was ranked as far as NCAA shot blockers, third. So you're you're going to another guy who can do that and. To be clear, he's actually better offensively than Walker Kessler is. Like, you yeah. can give him the ball in the post and get out of the way, and Johnny Broom can go get you a bucket. So we are going to remain stout defensively and be better in the post offensively with the right. addition of him. Right. Um, that's a heck of a pickup, man. Bruce Pearl's just out here reloading, bro. Like, it would be the second year in a row where we went, oh, no, what are we going to do? We're losing too much talent at this position. And then, oh, oh, okay. Never mind. You got it, Bruce. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, this is this is quality right here. This is definitely a quality pickup. And then you've already got Traore, who's going to be a quality post presence in there. We're going to have another front court. Regardless of who we put in at the three at this point, we're going to have another front court that is going to be tops in the in the league what we're, we're gonna have to figure out is the guard play still but listen this is a great pickup solidifies what we're going to be doing at the power forward and center position next season what do you what do you what do you see bruce doing with that whole jalen williams triori type deal because it, it we already know i mean obviously we know who the five is in this mm -hmm. offense uh with this guy coming in it's undeniable but what does bruce do with the four man you know jalen he's only six six right like or i think he's six is he six I was, eight i was like six eight maybe yeah so he could technically play the like we could go into a big lineup 
and put him as a three because he can shoot from the outside, right? Like he can, yeah. he's not like yeah. some amazing three-point shooter, but if you swing the ball to him and he's open, he's going to hit it more often than some of the other guys who we had yeah. playing at the three position. So we could go to a really big lineup and do that, um, but it is going to be interesting seeing the rotation. But what this does is make sure that that rotation is still deep in the mm-hmm. in the the power forward spot. Um but I, I'd like to see us to go big and just play Jalen at the three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just figure out what we're going to do at the, you know, the one and two spots. And I think we could, because st- he's, again, he's not like the best ball handler, but he's not like terrible. Um, right. So I think he's a good, he could he could definitely play the small forward position and be okay. Um, and I, 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 would, I wouldn't be upset at that. I would not be upset at seeing a starting lineup that included Jalen Williams at the three, Treori at the four, and Broom at the five. Assuming we don't get another pickup too, because we do right. have one more spot left. Um, yeah, and uh, and it's highly thought that uh, Julian Phillips may be the guy that comes in, um, and he would be the quintessential three and D guy that we would need. Um, more of a ball handling person, so that that would make it a, a lot more interesting. Um, but yeah, I could see Jalen playing at three. I'm excited about this, man, just because yeah. we we don't have to worry about our defense falling off because we understood. I mean, Kessler was who we felt was uh, the most important or very most valuable player to this team because of what he was able to do for us defensively, right? Right. So to replace that type of production, I mean, he may not block as many shots as Kessler, but what he means in terms of guys having to rethink how they attack the interior is very valuable for us going into this second year. Um, yeah. I, I think it's amazing what Bruce Pearl has been able to do. Again, essentially he's putting together a brand new starting five. Yeah. Again, for like the third year in a row. Uh, this gets, this is why you pay for a top tier coach because when you get top tier talent, they don't stay. They go, and it sucks because at least you get a couple years in college football and basketball, one good year, and these guys are gone right. to the draft. So to be able to pull in Broom, who we played against him yeah, right. earlier this season, he had a fairly good game against us um, yeah. and is was widely considered one of the best talents available in the portal. Uh, for him to bring him in with the other guys that he brought in, it's pretty amazing that they might have a chance to put a better overall team on the court than last year's best team ever. It's a, you know what I'm not hearing? <laughs> I'm not hearing about some fat NIL deal he got offered. That is right. the reason that he's coming to Auburn. Right. No. It seems to me that talent development still matters to these kids in the age of NIL. Oh, yeah. Now, I have no doubt that he will get a fat NIL deal while he's here. For sure. Playing for a winning program and a winning coach. 100%. But ultimately, these kids are still picking places where they feel like they can compete and win. With, under the assumption that if you're a winner, the NIL deals will come. But after right. talking to Bruce Pearl, it's pretty clear to me that they're not, I mean, they're taking advantage of NIL, but they're not going into kids' living rooms preaching it. He's got an opportunity to play on a winning squad in, in what is becoming one of the top two or three best basketball conferences in the country. Yeah. SEC is tough, man. So, you know, with the TV contracts and the things that they have, if you're Broom, why not? Why not go to that team? 
right. with a coach who's tell, showing you he can get you to the next level. Because that little NIL money ain't going to be nothing compared to what he's going to get in the NBA. I'm about to say those NBA guaranteed contracts Ooh. are way heavier than uh, yeah. NIL contracts. Yeah. 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 So I just think great job by him just getting this kid to consider Auburn. And then that success, building on that development success, will help him get the next Johnny Broom. And the Correct. recruiting class rankings, I'm telling you guys with the portal, recruiting class rankings are not going to be they're going to have to figure out a way to, to 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 factor in these kids that you get in the portal, and re-rate them, mm-hmm. right. and re-rate the, mm-hmm. the, the recruiting rankings mm-hmm. right. every year, rather than everybody being all bent out of shape about it. Uh, today's May first. Uh, for football, I think is it by midnight tonight, Isaac? Mm-hmm. You got to be in the portal by midnight tonight, or that's it for you. You cannot get in the portal until after August. But you also cannot transfer. You can't transfer. So interconference transfers are done for football. Right? You had to be in the portal by February 1st to go to another football school within conference. Basketball, there's some different deadlines. Um, but there's there's this there's these deadlines that they have to hit if you're going if you're leaving the conference it almost doesn't matter I mean it's a little looser if you're staying in the conference it's a little tighter to keep kids from jumping at the last minute going to their rival and then playing like the next week <laughs> yeah which I totally get um, but uh, yeah to B's point I think they're really going to have to learn how to re rank these recruiting classes to give fans perspective on how well the coach did at bringing in talent right. Bruce Pearl is doing an amazing job. And we had a myriad of options in this one. Yeah. This offseason, there were For so sure. many potential devastating combinations of players they could have put together. And just for us to be in the hunt for most of them, in the conversation for most of them, I thought was pretty special. Absolutely. And we're not and, and we're not done. Does Card <laughs> does Cardwell does Cardwell leave? Well, he, he he declared for the draft. He so and Flanagan, he, he, him he, and he Flanagan both. Yeah, but like so, they you can, didn't. You can I don't withdraw. think they signed an agent. Yeah, yeah. As you long can, as he doesn't sign with an agent, right? Yeah, you can withdraw by June first, I believe. So we still got we still got about a month uh, for them to go through the evaluation process to see where they feel like they're going to land and as to whether or not you know they they you know take a G League contract, go overseas, go to the NBA, or come back. Right. Mm. Right. So that remains to be seen for sure um, on on what happened with those guys. And if you fill out, if you get that three and D guy in in Phillips, like it makes it really interesting for uh, those guys. And again, specifically, yeah. like this, yeah, this broom really signing already makes it super interesting for Cardwell. And, yeah. Um, and the fact that I I'm still shocked I'm, I'm still shocked that Stretch is still on this team. Yeah. Um. Because I yeah. thought Akinbola was gone. Um, but it makes it interesting for him and Cardwell specifically with this signing. Um, I do hope we retain one of those guys, though, just for for depth purposes at the, mm-hmm. the big man position. I thought Jalen Williams might leave. Um, so I hope I, he's, I, he's decided to stay, so I hope he gets a ton of yeah, burn. I think Bruce, he will, though. I think he will get a lot of burn. Um, yeah, Bruce, just Bruce has talked he, about him once the season I think he's was earned out. it. That's why, I was, that's why I was saying, like, he we could put a big lineup out there and have Jalen Williams play the three, and he can, you know, rotate in and out of the three and four, or we could go small ball with him at the five, right? Mm-hmm. And and play some kind of crazy small lineup. So I think 
if we get inventive, it's going to be, I think the most interesting thing for me is how much is Bruce Pearl going to change his offensive philosophy when we have legitimate post players, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's been very good at having teams that can just shoot the ball well, right? Like, and he's been really good at being a transition, loose, let's play fast, chuck up a bunch of threes. This team isn't built that way. This team is built to go to the post and figure out ways to beat people from the inside out. Um, And you just need guys who can knock down open shots. It's going to be interesting to see if we change our offensive philosophy from just being majority flex um, pick and roll to like some intentional post touches and like play from the inside out. If we do that, um, we're going to have a much better team because it won't be dependent so much on how well our guards are at making decisions in the pick and roll. It's just going to be about, can you make a post-entry pass and an open three-point shot? Agreed, Mm -hmm. agreed. Lawrence is asking, I think Wendell starts at guard this season? I still think Mm. that, I think that Bruce Pearl is is such a defensive-minded coach that he's going to stick with Zep Jasper the more, the better defensive player as his starting point guard. And Zep Jasper is a better spot-up three-point shooter. So if you're going to yeah. play the 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 inside out game, you want Zep who can catch and shoot as your guard and then come back and give teams hell getting into their sets um offensively. So I think that Zep Jasper still start. The question is whether or not Wendell starts over KD. That's, That's really the, yeah, yeah. The debate, does does really. KD start? That's really the question. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, because I think I'm, Zep is still your point guard, but uh, does Wendell move up to be? I just don't know that he wants to go that small as his one and two, right? Because they're both what Zep's like six one and then six one, and then yeah, Wendell is lucky like to touch five him. eleven or something. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's a very small starting two guards. Um, you know, KD's like six two, six two, right? So you get a little bit more size with him. Um, the other person that you know we're not talking about in this whole thing is right. Chance, Chance Westry, Westry. as um, Chance the three. Westry. Okay, yeah, gotcha. and then Trey Donaldson as the other guard, right? Like, so if Westry is really good, he could start at the three or he could get significant minutes at the three. Um, and if he shoots well from the outside, you know, then there's no reason why you can't put him in as a starting two and then mm-hmm. just get bigger guards to start. Like, there's, man, Bruce is, he is an, it's really an embarrassment of, of riches right now for him to be able to play around with lineups, figure out what works really well. It's going to be very interesting to see how they decide to deploy this lineup of people to be best suited to attack defenses in different ways. And that's that's one of the things that I really hope that we learned from last season is that there, there are multiple ways to win basketball games, mm-hmm. and you need to be able to be more flexible. And I just didn't see a lot of flexibility in our offensive philosophy last year. Right. Um, and it it didn't – when we got into a situation where we needed to be able to play a team like a Miami who was just going to – out quick us to everything. Like they're just like, all right, cool. We're just gonna throw this small ball lineup out here. You guys catch up. Figure out a way to, to be faster than us. And we couldn't. Um right. and or a Texas AM who was just like, all right, cool. Shoot as many times as you want to from three. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And but we need to figure out a way, especially if we're going to be this good in the front court, to force feed those players and get them touches in the paint and play through those guys. Um that was the deficit of not having a true back to the basket post player is like, mm-hmm. yeah, our best players are our four and our five, but neither of those guys are post touch guys. They are pick and roll or high post touch, right? Like we need a deep post threat. That's just going to be out there and, and can go get those kind of buckets. If a team is so severely undersized against us. 
Um, and we just couldn't take advantage of that that um, that size advantage because the way that we played basketball was still built like we were a a good three point shooting team, and we weren't. I mean, we, we're right where we need to be, and I, I think something okay. that we may have overlooked going back to um, the success of 2019 and the Final Four run, and we were really excited because we had comparable talent. But that 2019 run was that was their second tournament in uh, appearance. We played the year before. I think it was Malik Dunbar who got hurt go right at the end of the season. So we probably were pay- playing better than our end result, which was round of 32 loss. We, I think they needed that run to not be great to have the run that they had next year. Players having experience matters so much when it comes to being back, understanding the moment a little better, the pressure of the situation. We got undressed a little bit offensively the last half of the season. But we got good coaches. They see what it is. And to, to Ike's point, and me and Ike had a very long, drawn-out conversation about this in the Slack while this was going on, I would have put offensive players on the court at the expense of defensive productivity because defensively, we can hold everybody down. But if I'm going to be one or two sh- big shots away from winning this game with good defense, I mean, it was like a coin flip. We were going win-lose, win-lose, win-lose almost by the last, I want to say, eight, nine games of the season. So if you're telling me the great defense but shaky offense is going to give me a 50-50 chance at winning, I would switch it up just because I don't, I don't think it would be that much worse if you go offense heavy, if you go lean towards better offensive players. Now, to, their, to, to Ike's point, which he was making in the slack, Leor Berman is not a complete enough player to be the ultimate fix for us. Yeah, and you I, give I too agree much. with that. Right, you give up too much. But if the result is I'm only going to win half my games, try something out. So I'm I'm not. I'm encouraged because these guys who are coming back to do it have just gone through a disappointing season. You're going to grow from that, man. Zepp Jasper said before the season was over he was coming back. He knew that he was going to be able to develop here. That's a big deal. Not only can we expect the players that have played for us in the last year to be at least just as good, they're at least going to be a little bit better. And that's going to be great. I'm a little worried that so much of our team may be new. Treyor is going to be an outstanding talent. It took Jabari like 15 games. So that means you, you're you going to have to work young pieces in for them to reach their potential. And even then, there's no guarantee that somebody is going to look as good and as polished as Jabari Smith did by the end of the year. We, we hope that. But some of that may have been Jabari Smith's ability to take coaching and improve. I don't know that every four or five star that we get is going to be as is going to be 15 college games away from being the the best version of him we could see in year one. And that's what we don't know. Chance Westry can shoot better than uh, either one of the threes that played for us did. Yeah, but how many games away is he from understanding his role in the offense and contributing consistently defensively? And the same can be said for Trey Orr. Now, Broom is a big get-up because he's already played. The same way Walker Kessler. That Those are bigger pickups. When you come in, we know what you are, and you can be better under this staff, but there's not going to be a deer in headlights for you. You're not going to have too much time to figure this out. Five, ten games, and you're rolling. We, we are looking at our most significant offensive upgrades being brand-new players to college, and that concerns me just a little bit but I do have faith in Bruce. And we got the guys who were here last year, and they can they can help carry the ship until the other guys figure it out. But, I mean, of course, obviously, I hope we win the ship. Indeed, 
Indeed. Yeah. We need shooting, man. We need we need offense. I think yeah. that's what hurt so much about last year's squad was just when we had to dig for offense in the back half of the season, there was just nothing in the tank. Right. It felt like right. or just or not enough in the tank. I won't say right. nothing, but man, it just feels like when we needed Jabari the most, he had his worst game. Uh, you know, when we needed Wendell in some of those games, he had terrible games. KD had like a one for fourteen performance in a game where we that we lost by less than like four points or something. Right. It just felt like their f- floor on offense was too low for us to win a championship. For sure. Right. So that's what I hope we can raise this season. Maybe Broom helps us do that. Some of the other guys that they brought in, hopefully they help us do that. And and to Ike's point, I like I, I want to see us be able to get buckets in different ways. Like too often we relied on on jacking up threes when we were just off in the game. And yeah. instead of trying to get a mid-range bucket or play in the post, we just kept we we lived by the three, we died by the three at times. Did, so did, I want to see this. Did anybody see the uh I think Ike was the one who had alerted to me this? There's a video of Steph Curry saying Stop blaming me. Uh, stop blaming this. me for all these bad shots, like yeah, these yeah, logo yeah. threes. Yeah. Like, so I gotta tell you, uh, shout out to my girl Brandy Mac. She's on Twitter. Brandy, three E's and a Mac at the end. Uh, we do kind of like a um fan duel prize picks kind of deal during the games where it's like, okay, what props are you taking on this? And some of the logo threes that Wendell was taking, like when it's dropping, it's exciting. It really is. But when it's hit, when it's missing, it it's an extra kind of pain that is hard to describe. Mm-hmm. Like, man, there wasn't a better shot. And the reason people blame Steph Curry is because he's the one hitting those at a high enough rate to make people think that that's a that shot can that you can it. take. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I learned my lesson the hard way with Trey Young and these playoffs because he was doing that. Every three he took was from like 38 feet. And I was like, bruh, like I know you're a better shooter, but that's such a low percentage shot. And one of the props, like the prop for him was over under two and a half threes. Mm-hmm. What you could guarantee was that he was going to take it like eight to ten of them again. Right. I was about to say, he gonna take, he, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he gonna a volume take shooter. He's definitely going to take them. He's going to take them. But he may hit one or none because he's going to shoot eight out of the ten from half court. <laughs> right. Oh, I was so frustrating to watch. So that's that's what I I want to see better shot selection. I hope we can do better. Like, you know, if teams are going to run us off the three-point line, hopefully we can do a better job getting the ball down into the paint and you know, and banging them with broom. Yeah. That's it. That's that's what I hope to see because it just felt like at times when the offense wasn't working, it was like, "All right, let's throw up some Hail Marys and see if they fall." And start guarding us out there. And it would be so early in the possession to where it felt like a turnover. Mm-hmm. Because and those now lo- the defenses are, are, we're right back on defense again. Yeah, those long rebounds lead to fast breaks. Right. Yeah. And they neutralize the your, your height advantage, right? Like if yeah. you're taking a lot of long shots with a lot of long rebounds, then it doesn't matter that you've, you're taller than everybody else because the rebound is not coming off down there where you've got your size. Yeah, so. for sure. So right. I don't know. I just it just when we were talking about it, Wendell, it just reminded me of watching Trey Young, and 
it got so bad. I was just like, man, just get them to the playoffs if they're going to play like this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get them out. They, they did. <laughs> he they ruined did. so many of my parlays where he was like hey, the only man. thing that didn't hit. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry, funny. Mike. I'm get, sorry. Get his sorry ass out so here. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, and, and and something I do want to see as we move on when you talk about shot selection, I do want to see Wendell Wendell got better about this at times as the season went on. He he would settle for a mid range jumper. I want to see KD do that. Yeah, uh-huh. KD got better as the season progressed as well, uh-huh. and that's that's the thing that's that I'm excited about is I feel like they learned a lot last season as young guards yeah. that going into their junior year, playing those heavy minutes, getting in all those big games. They're going to come into this season a little bit more polished to start. And if they can just continue that same growth trajectory, then they're going to be in the right place by the time we get to the tournament next year, where they should be solid guard contributors if they continue to develop like they did last year. So we'll see. You are now now listening listening to 